Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On today's episode of Rice, we'll be reviewing Chloe Zhao's award winning Nomadland and debating a people's ability to survive alone. What up, what up, listeners? Where are my Asians at? <laughs> Welcome to RICE, which stands for Representation and Inclusion in Comedy and Entertainment, where each week we, we review a minority-led film and debate a cultural topic that stems from the movie's themes. I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians, and on today's show, we've got the hilarious comedian and writer Leonard Chan. Hello. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, before we jump into our review, I'm just going to ask, what was the biggest moment of your week? Oh, I filmed a uh, I filmed a field piece for this hour's twenty two minutes on anti Asian racism that should air next Tuesday at eight thirty on CBC. Oh, amazing, amazing. We will definitely tune in for that. And uh, it was also, I saw a post of yours on Facebook that it is your one-year anniversary of um, releasing your comedy album. That's right. Uh, I released it exactly a year ago on March 13th, which is when they declared the pandemic. Uh, So yeah, it's the anniversary of my album and the pandemic. Um, And I think the... uh, the uh, uh, one-year anniversary, I believe, the gift is supposed to be paper. So I got the pandemic. I got the pandemic some toilet paper. That's my deal. <laughs> this is almost <laughs> like when uh, when Mariah Carey released uh, her album on September 11th. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was her worst performing album of all time, <laughs> as you could Wait, probably. Which, which album was that one? I believe it was glitter. It might have been charm bracelet. I was gonna say glitter. I... I was gonna say glitter. I don't know why. I yeah. was like, <laughs> you said worst album ever. I just assumed glitter. <laughs> I'm ninety percent glitter. It could have been charm bracelet, but it was one of those two. But I, I'm pretty sure it was glitter. Um, and I, I, I am, I am a, a huge, uh, a huge Mariah Carey fan, and I was totally part of that hashtag Justice for Glitter. Um, to to get her back to number one. So, uh, but anyway, Mariah Carey is not Asian. So, um, going back to our <laughs> going back to our um, main theme. Um, uh, so for for this week, um, we'll be um, so uh, so uh, this week we're reviewing Nomadland, and we are going to discuss whether it's worthy of the praise or whether it just had lucky timing to come out in a year with so few movies that uh, it has a better chance of winning awards. Um, <laughs> so no. <laughs> Hey, just just gotta you know it. It could be either way, you know. You gotta get, listen to the rest of the re- review to see to see. I, I love it. Is it good or do we have no choice? <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically. Um, 
So Nomadland is about a woman who embarks on a journey through the American West after losing everything in the Great Recession of 2008. Um, and she uh, she then goes on living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. It was directed, written, and edited by Chloe Zhao. Um, wow, that's a lot of hats to wear. It was uh, It's starring Frances McDormand and David Strathairn and... Actually features real life nomads uh, playing fictionalized versions of themselves, Linda May, Swanky, and Bob Well. And it was based on the novel Nomadland Surviving America in the 21st Century by Jessica Bruder. And now uh, let's head on over to Leonard for his non spoiler overall reaction and thoughts about Nomadland. Um, I thought it was very, very good. Uh, it's you know normally I, I I would critique these things from the perspective perspective of a writer, but it's the movie is very interesting in that it's not like it's not like a traditional hero's journey. There's no like narrative that's clean that pulls you through it. It's yeah. it's like a it's like a slice of life sort of thing. It's like a series of beats, kind of like a poem almost, like a po like a vision. It's more documentary, actually. It, it feels more like a documentary with mm. with moments in it, as opposed to like a oh, this is like a A B C like a three act structure, six act, eight act, whatever what your poison is uh, structure to this movie. It's very free flowing, and um, I don't like honestly like the thing. The whole thing is held together by Frances McDormand, who is probably one of the best actresses of of our generation, mm-hmm. like no question. Um, this will probably get her a, an Oscar. This will almost, this will certainly get her an Oscar nod. It might get her like a third Oscar win. Yeah. She, uh, wait, has she won twice or has she nominated three times? Whatever. She's very sure. good. She's a very good <laughs> actress. And she's very, very good in this movie where like she can convey with just a look like so much history and so much pain. Um, Cause really it's, it's about, like a lot of the, the movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's yet. But it's about <laughs> grief, and it's about uh, remembering and not being able to let go, and just the amount of pain that she carries mm. in her, but doesn't let out, is uh, is phenomenal. And then Chloe Zhao is just also like so so deft uh, <laughs> with her direction. Like there's these like there's certain uh, scenes where like where Frances McDormand is just walking and it's like one long tracking shot. Mm. Uh, and it's, yeah, like you just kind of see everything that's um, going on in that moment around them. And it's like, it just says everything. Like there's no dialogue, but yeah. Um, very yeah. well-deserved Golden Globe win. <laughs> very impressive. Yeah, was, I, I think you're completely right about Frances McDormand and the directing I think yeah. her acting is really the thing that carried me through the whole movie, which is why I would say that, you know, I, I do think it, it deserves the Golden Globe nod. I, I will say in a normal year, I'd probably think a little bit differently. I, I don't think it holds up to the best of the best, but in yeah. a year where there wasn't that many, yeah, it's definitely worth watching for the performance alone. And the yeah. cinematography, the directing, everything was great. Um, for, for me, you know, I'm more of a character-driven person, and the compellingness of the character came from the acting as opposed to the yeah. 
as opposed to the writing for the character itself, I felt like, like it was such a passive character. It was like things were happening to her and she, she wasn't making active choices and that makes it less, I don't know, at least for me, less interesting in some ways it makes it more realistic. That's life because, you know, at the start of the movie with the, you know, with what happens to her town um, and the, you know, the, the 2008 crash and everything, it's just, you know, it it is more realistic. People are reactionary in real life when things happen, but just for me personally, it's hard to invest in a character where things are happening to them and, they're yeah. kind of reacting. They're getting pulled by other people. Um, yes, but she was making, like, she was making choices, even though a lot of those choices were were yeah. just avoidance. Yeah, true. You know? true. Like, she was just like she would, she wouldn't act to, like she would eventually, uh, you know, uh, no spoilers yet. But like the yeah, like she was just mainly avoiding everything, and that in itself is a choice. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, definitely. I will also say, and we'll get more into this into the spoiler section, but I do feel like um, the the whole full circle journey of the movie, I I do feel like it really fell apart at the end. It felt like it was trying to be two separate movies. One was a contemplation of of grief and you know the the nomad lifestyle, but then another one which felt a little bit tacked on was the whole thing with the um with the 2008 uh, 2008 recession it just it didn't really quite come together for me and uh you know we want to talk about that part so uh here's your official spoiler warning um we're going <laughs> to talk about everything now so here's your chance to uh to uh to, to turn off this podcast um but so okay so for and then turn it back on later yes <laughs> just just fast forward to uh, some unspecified timestamp, which we'll put somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Leonard, so the thing for me is, you know, it, it was a little bit hard grabbing onto the character because they didn't reveal the character motivation, which is fine, which is fine because that's why you get yeah. an actor like Francis McDormand. It's like more of a mysterious character. But then if you're going to do that, I'd rather they just carry that through and... Um, keep it a little bit mysterious or give us little breadcrumbs. But to me, honestly, the ending with the reveal and the talk with Bob Wells, it felt like you're going to make her motivation mysterious the whole time. And then you're going to do like a two minute data dump. Honestly, what was going through my head is like, this is like, it felt like a Bond villain who is mysterious the whole time and then is like, here's here's my entire plot in two minutes. And I was like, what is happening? Like, either keep it mysterious or tell us earlier. Or I, it just, it, honestly, I was thinking a Bond villain moment and I could not take I, it. What are your thoughts? I, I, think, I think your problem is that you just missed the part of the beginning where they mentioned her dead husband. No, like... I no well it it wasn't it wasn't the dead husband that I felt so so there there were two elements that, that I felt were missing yeah. one was they didn't answer you know why she like um what her motivation was for 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 staying in that town after her husband died and that's what was revealed um yeah. in in that 2 minutes of like you know she wanted if she left then she felt like he didn't exist at all or yeah. he'd be forgotten and that was the sure. reveal that was the motivation and it, that seemed like the big data dump because they were building toward it 
Um, I just felt like there's a better way. Uh, honestly, I wish they kept it mysterious or they laid more breadcrumbs early. Um, and then the other part where I mean like the full circle is when they did the whole thing with um, where they sort of end the movie with her or near the end going back to uh, to Empire Nevada. But I'm like, this would only resonate if they started with a montage of their happy life together so we can see the before and after. And I'm not saying that the movie even needs that. I'm just saying if you're not going to give us that, then don't give us the after. Because I was like, there's no emotional resonance going back to this place I've never even seen. I was like, is this a movie about that or is this a movie about her and her grief? It just felt like, I don't know, I felt like those two things tacked on. I was just like, it feels like... I, I, you know, this seems like a theme in our movie reviews. I just feel like they should have ended it or something. It just feels, I don't know, Leonard. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get the, fl- I don't know. They're going full circle. You just want every movie to end earlier. I think, <laughs> I think we, we realize this is that um, things just go on too long for you. That's, I, just, I think we've established this. I just, uh, <laughs> it would have made sense if they, opened with that i just don't feel like why why do i care why are you going to this stupid place like that has nothing to do with the movie or your journey at all i know that was sort of the thing that sort of propelled you forward but you didn't really take us there so to make that like you know the climax or the epilogue whatever it's just i was like i don't care i don't i don't know what this place was like before I don't know. I, I think that if they had done that at the beginning, I think it would have taken away from Frances McDormand's performance. I think knowing that would then you, you would then infer too much into every single thing she did, as opposed to now where it wasn't there was just like a subtlety to it, which I thought was really, really, really nice. Um, and I'm not like saying this is my favorite movie by any stretch. I just recognize that it's very well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess but, for me, I, I agree with you. I love the subtlety of the performance, which is why I'm saying then leave the big reveals at the end out. I was like, keep, keep it subtle. Let me. Yeah, but then what does the movie look know. like if, if if like they don't do that, and then and then what? She doesn't go back. She just drives off. Kind of like if you're watching like Heat, like he just drives off in the tunnel, and that's it. End the movie. He doesn't go back. <laughs> I didn't like for me the full circle was you know going back and just showing you know this thing happened to her and now we've lived a, a full year with her and now she's going to continue on this journey. I actually felt like that wrapped it up without needing yeah. the like to me you know like, like you said it's such a compelling subtle performance that I'm okay with them saying you know what we're really not going to tell you because in real life, clearly this is a character who doesn't open up. So she's not going to open up to you on the movie either. So you're going to sort of have to figure it out. Like her sister's trying to figure it out because she's never going to tell you. And I'm like, I'm okay with that, but then don't give me the bond villain reveal. (laughs) I just like, I'm like, no, Chloe, no, what are you doing? Girl? Don't, don't. Well, I know she's making a Marvel movie, so maybe, like, this is, like, in her brain of, like, you need to do this giant reveal, but I didn't, I didn't get it. But, but anyway, what are your, you know, other thoughts now that you can talk full spoilers? <laughs> um, well, again, it's hard because it's not like there's major plot points, mm. you know? Like, yeah, like, she ends up going to David Strathern's place and avoids that she goes to her sister's place and then avoids that and then 
And then she goes back and talks to that dude and then has the Bond villain moment. Uh, that guy talking about his, his son and everything. And I don't know. Like, it's it's even... Like, the thing, the thing is, is, like, this is, like, a, a spoiler-alerted thing, but there's not that much to talk about. <laughs> like, that we're going to be like, oh, my God, we're spoiling shit for you. It's like, we've spoiled nothing. Like, the movie is a poem. It's not like, you know, like, I'm, not, I'm just telling you the end of, like, <laughs> like a poem. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter. Just watch the thing and just kind of appreciate it for that. Uh, and it doesn't really... There's no story to spoil there's no big twists there's no there's none of that which is very interesting from a writing perspective you know because like i'm always thinking about like oh this is the structure and this is midpoint blah 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 blah, blah. but like i mean there, there, i mean there's a story shape there in this movie but it's not like it's it's not traditional which is but but it's one of those things that can only be done by somebody who really understands story and really understands how to make a movie and how to write a thing. Because if you didn't know all this, how to do it the other way, then you could never do it this way. And that's why it's so good. Yeah, no, it was, there were definitely really good things and it's, it's definitely worth watching, as we said, for Francis McDormand alone. And I do think that, that Chloe's out has achieved something and I just don't know what, what happened <laughs> at, at the end if something was forced on her Very by, curious by, to see by, by a studio. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'll just remember it for the, for the Bond villain moment. I was, oh, and <laughs> And I have to admit, I, I will. I will say this too, just to, just to, you know, on on the whole keeping it real part. I, I fell asleep twice, so it was, you know. <laughs> so it's possible that you missed some things. <laughs> no, no, no. That's I fell asleep twice, and I went back and watched it. So I've seen this movie three times. So I feel, okay. I feel like I've absorbed. It's a very it. relaxing movie. I mean, it there's not. I mean, it's not. It's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> you know, there's no like action scenes. There's no nothing. There's like 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 one of the biggest pieces of drama is like the car won't start. Yeah, was he? <laughs> and but like, and here's the thing: is I just kept waiting for something to happen, like something really bad to happen, because it yeah. had that. Because you know, like the movie kind of ha- there's like this sort of sense of like, well, something is off, and something's going to happen, and then nothing ever really does happen. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> I feel like that's why I wish they took off the ending because it, without the ending, it's a meditation on her life. It's yeah. about a year in the life of being a nomad. You're not going to get all the answers. It's just here's mm-hmm. us following. And then the ending was just, I don't know, bananas <laughs> shit. I didn't need to know Bond villain stuff. As <laughs> I just keep saying and saying again. But I will say, the first time I watched it and I fell asleep, it wasn't because I was bored. I actually fell asleep right before the reveal. So I actually was super happy with it. And I wish, I don't know, maybe if I hadn't watched it again, I wouldn't have been so disappointed. Because that was my version of the movie. Because it had ended for me um, there. Um, but okay, you know, I, I feel like we're, we're beating this this. Uh, yeah, yeah. This so let's uh let's move on to um to the associated theme so for our listeners what we do is we take a look at the movie and then try and draw out a theme within the movie to sort of talk about you know bring a bit of our personal lives into it a bit more because 
for the movie review itself, we want to keep that trained, like our focus trained on the movie itself. But now, um, one of one of the big themes, of course, is surviving alone. You know the the nomad life, and uh, you know I'll I'll throw this to Leonard. How long do you think you would be able to survive the nomad life? I think I'm pretty adaptable, so I feel like I could survive for a while. Like, I don't think I'd enjoy it as much as the life I have now, but I do like meeting new people and just going all over the place. So I feel like I can survive for a bit, but again, it's not ideal. It wouldn't be something I want to live forever. Um, but like, I've traveled a lot, so it's not like, yeah. But I do, I think, I, but I, for me though, I think the best part of traveling is coming home. Mm. Um, but that being said, like she, she had her van, right? She had her home just went with her. So maybe that's, mm. I would never have a problem with, like, <laughs> you know, feeling homesick. Cause like, I'm always home wherever I am. It's just my front lawn changes every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's an interesting conversation, especially as comedians. I think, uh, you know, if, if we're hoping to be successful at a certain point, we might be gone on the road for six months. So it is a yeah. bit of a nomad life living out of a tour bus. Um, you know, yeah. so what's your longest tour that you've done? Oh, the longest tour. Um, probably six weeks. I haven't done longer than six weeks. Um, yeah. but with even, even so when I say six weeks there, so, here, I'll put it this way. It's not like I was gone from home for six weeks. It's just if I'm only home for a few days because um, I started out my career out west. So, you know, like Calgary is kind of in, in the middle of a lot of the places. So, you know, the tour might be, you know, going to 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 um, over, you know, out west to B.C. or out east to um to uh to to Regina or Saskatoon or down the, the west coast. But because Calgary sort of there in the middle it's not like i'm away from home for six weeks so i don't want to put that out there but as far as like you know only coming home for like a day or two i would say it was about six weeks okay yeah yeah i'm, I'm about the same um like i had a period of like maybe i was away for a month mm. and wasn't home but like the longest i did like a, a two and a half month tour but i was back like mm on weekends and stuff like that. So that wasn't so bad. Um, and, you know, honestly, I don't mind living in a hotel room. I don't mind doing that. Like, you know, like you go to a new city, you go around, you like explore, and then you got stuff to do during the day. And then like you do your show and then you're, you're in a hotel room where nobody can bother you. And then you don't have to clean or you don't. It's nice. It's, I like it. You yeah. know, like I don't mind. I watch so much HGTV on the road. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why. You but, know, the, yeah. the funny thing for me is it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I've, there's two, two personality traits I have, one of which would be very helpful and one of which would have a hard time with being on the road for an extended period. And one is, you know, with the pandemic, I've learned that I have the hermit gene. Like I can stay inside for six weeks, not interact with people, kind of be on my own. And so when I'm on the road, I can just stay in the hotel um, by myself and not really need that social interaction all the time other than going out and performing. But mm. I'm also big on routine 
And obviously mm. there's a lot of upheaval. Probably the thing that affects my, the most is my eating habits when I'm on the road. Mm. I just can't like, you know, like I literally eat the same lunch every single day. I bake like I, I bake the, I bake a chicken thigh and ha- have it with a guy lawn. Every breakfast I have, you know, chicken noodle soup. Like it's a very, very regimented. <laughs> like I'm the opposite of a foodie. I, I just don't get bored eating. I could eat the yeah. same thing for, you know, six weeks straight every single day and not need something new. So it's sort of those. You should just get like Soylent. (laughs) Like, why don't you even bother like (laughs) food? Just drink great goop, get your vitamins, get your carbs, get whatever it is you need, but you just like done. Who cares? (laughs) You know, I do. I do enjoy the taste of food. I just, if, if I like something, I just don't need, anything else <laughs> which is i don't know which is maybe not, I mean, not the best mindset that's good news but... for your boyfriend <laughs> actually to tell you the truth so my, my boyfriend is a well he he doesn't like the term foodie i think he'd call him some himself something else but he, he does enjoy food and he goes to restaurants and stuff and i always told him that the reason why it took me over two years to commit, almost three years to commit before I let him move in is because I said I didn't want to commit to a foodie because I feel like foodies always want something new. They're going to get bored. <laughs> and I just needed three years of being chased before I was like, okay, maybe maybe you are actually serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I put him through a lot. Um Actually, my you know a lot of the material for for my for my next album, um, which is more about dating, is actually quite quite a bit about him, um, and all the craziness that I put him through. Um, but yeah, so uh, the nomad thing, living out of a van. One of my favorite lines from the movie was, you know, I'm not homeless, I'm houseless. And mm-hmm. you know, they did make it very clear that it was by choice. She could have stayed with. That I forget the character's name, but uh, the guy played by David uh, Strath there, yeah, and uh, you know, and she could have stayed with her sister, so it was by choice. So I did like that line, you know, house houseless, not homeless. For me, yeah. I do feel like I need that sameness, that routine. I just, I just. I don't know. I I would not be able to live the, the nomad life for very long. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty like every like it's it's hard. Like as a comedian, you know, routine isn't that easy, right? Because like you don't know what you're doing every day. Like when I was working twenty two, like that that was like the most routine I've had in years. Mm. Where it's like, okay, we know what we're doing today. We know all the things that have to be done to get the show out, but um yeah i don't know man like i think the the interesting thing about this movie and maybe why it's resonant so resonant right now is because it's really about like do you need people mm-hmm. you know like do you need you know do humans need other people mm-hmm. and i think you know especially during the pandemic where everybody there's a lot of isolation a lot of people are like alone and like not with people and some of the people are losing their minds and some people are happy as clams mm-hmm. you know like i think um like there was a study that a terrible study, by the way. I don't know who allowed this, but basically <laughs> they took two sets of babies, and then when they were born, one set had human touch. You know, oh. they were held, and like nurses held them, and there was like contact and whatever. And the other babies, no touch, nothing, oh just goodness. food, goodbye. 
This, no touch. This sounds and, inhumane. <laughs> oh, yes. And so then the babies on uh, the, the touch side, great. Everything fantastic, wonderful. The babies on the no touch side, they all died. Oh, so... shit. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Not great. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I think humans need other people for a variety of reasons. I think one of the other reasons is like, you know, like part of community is the stories we tell. You know, like, and I think that is what connects us is stories, you know, mm. uh, like we're inherently social creatures and we need to develop, we can't develop stories on our own. Like who are we going to, we can just tell stories to ourselves. I mean, we do, but, uh, but for the most part, like stories are created, like developed communally, mm-hmm. right? Which is how you get conspiracy theorists, you know, <laughs> and the internet is really, is really like, uh, helped people connect and maybe help people connect that shouldn't have connected. Cause I guess like, consp- yeah. like in a small town before the internet, conspiracy theorists would just be the crazy guy who lives down the street. <laughs> and, uh, before like they'd have to have secret meetings in the woods and, <laughs> but now, uh, they can just meet in chat rooms on Reddit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Which I believe is the term for like a group of incels is a Reddit or subreddit. okay uh thank you thank you for that for that leonard i it was you know it was an interesting movie uh lots of interesting themes and uh you know that 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 brings us uh a wrap to this week's episode uh please tune in next week for our review of shin godzilla so not the american godzilla this was the latest japanese shin godzilla which was critically acclaimed um unlike the north american version um and has actual (laughs) themes that we want to to explore um and uh hit hit subscribe and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoy this show uh, thanks to my co-host leonard chan i'm vong show and that's what's up okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details